Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Here is one more episode of Film Club dedicated to the ridiculous new Star Wars film, The Rise of Skywalker, which my brother James and I recently enjoyed watching at a cinema in Birmingham. This is a mammoth holiday season mega ramble with James about Star Wars Episode Nine. Of course, if the Star Wars films don't interest you, then this might not be your cup of tea, and I totally understand. Normal podcasting will be resumed shortly, I promise. I have at least three other episodes in the pipeline that I recorded with members of my family this Christmas. I'm sticking this Star Wars one online now to be followed by plenty of other normal episodes afterwards and the usual audio and video content for premium subscribers. But for those of you who have seen The Rise of Skywalker and would like to listen to a funny conversation with my brother as we have a beer and go through the plot of the film with plenty of little jokes, criticisms and details that we liked, if you're up for it, I think you'll enjoy this one with a few potential laugh-out-loud-on-the-bus moments. Of course, there will be full spoilers throughout this episode as we talk about all the details of the plot. So watch out if you haven't seen the film. So we talk about the film's plot and make all the comments that we have about what happens, but we also talk about some big Star Wars questions which this film raises. For example, is Luke Skywalker actually a virgin? Is, is Luke Skywalker a virgin? Who would actually consent to have sex with Emperor Palpatine? And when did that happen? What happens when a Force-sensitive Jedi has an orgasm? Could it be a dangerous moment? Uh, I don't know, like a Force-gasm or something. And is that why the Jedi follow a strict code of celibacy? And why is everything in the Star Wars universe made of such highly explosive material? Why does every, everything explode when, it's, when it crashes into the other things? Can droids hack into anything? Where's the cybersecurity in this universe? Why does a fat pilot die in a space battle at the end of every film? And if the Force will be with you always, why do they also have to say, may the Force be with you? So those questions. Also, I should point out that there is some swearing in this episode and some generally rude language at times. So you might want to bear that in mind if you're listening to this with children or the swearing intolerant. So those of you who are still here, I assume that you'd like to listen to us rambling on about this final Star Wars episode. This might be the final Star Wars episode ever on this podcast, certainly for a while. Uh, but I might want to talk about The Mandalorian when it's available where I live. But since this is kind of the end of a, of a nine-part series, uh, you know, there might be less Star Wars in the future. Part of me thinks, actually, that it's a bit excessive to upload 
even more content about Star Wars. But I actually think this conversation is much better than episode 633, which was my immediate reaction to seeing the film. Frustratingly, in that episode, I struggled to talk about it because I couldn't remember the complex details of the plot. I'm afraid you may have listened to me umming and ahhing as I went through the plot of the film. I also missed a few points and generally struggled to be coherent about this film, partly because the film itself isn't very very coherent. But this conversation with James is worth a listen, in my opinion. Star Wars can be quite a funny topic with plenty of opportunities for voices, sketches and jokes. We recorded it in my dad's office in their house in the evening, a few days after Christmas. It's a long conversation, but I reckon it's worth a listen. I would say, if I was learning French, uh, which I am actually doing, but I would say that I would like to listen to a couple of people discussing The Rise of Skywalker in French while defining little phrases and other points as they went along. That would be right up my street and would definitely be a good way to do some focused listening and language study. If only that podcast existed out there for French learners. Why is nobody doing that? Hey, French Lepsters, where is Le Podcast Francais de Jean-Pierre, for example. Where's the French version of Luke's English podcast? Anyway, hopefully this final Star Wars episode will be a step up from the last one and a genuinely enjoyable and useful thing for you to listen to. Again, spoiler alert, full spoilers for the film. Let's carry on now. Oh yeah, and Happy New Year again. All right, James. So, do you want to talk about Star Wars? Yeah, let's... So I'm I'm feeling a little bit I don't know how to say it slightly stressed, which is a weird mm. feeling. Why shouldn't be because it's Christmas. Why on are you a feeling holiday. stressed? I was feeling stressed about doing a third Star Wars episode in a <laughs> row on the podcast. That is a bit excessive. A little bit, but um, it's sort of become a tradition. Actually, three. F- uh, not necessarily to do three, but to talk about Star Wars. Um, a lot around Christmas time. Okay, let's just let's just not worry about it and uh, crack on. <laughs> let's crack on. Get Star Wars done. That is a phrase or verb that I I keep hearing so much these days. Let's crack on. It's kind of corporate business speak. I you think, think so to some extent. It's the sort of thing you hear people saying at work. I mean, let's crack on. It's just another way of saying let's continue. It's a way of saying can you go away now. Go away. Because I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to crack on. So I'll, I'll just crack on. Good meeting. I'll crack on. I'll catch up with you later. Meaning go away and, and let, <laughs> let me, me do, do my work. work. <laughs> and you can go away and do some work too. But I feel like it's just a uh, crack on. It's just, um, uh, it sounds kind of like cool, like kind of a slightly more fun, less, less threatening word than continue. Yeah, it's kind of like implies, you know, you're going to kind of knuckle down, roll up your sleeves. Hard work. Hard work, but in a focused, you know, business type way. And an informal kind of way as well, isn't it? Come on, let's crack on. So that's exactly what we're going to do here, crack on. I don't need to justify myself, do I? (laughs) After 10, nearly 11 years of doing this. Luke, relax. Okay. It's fine. Trust your feelings. Luke, (laughs) trust your feelings. (laughs) Stretch Stretch out with your feelings, Luke. Right? Yeah. Okay, I need the voice of the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in my ear. Luke, you've t- switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm all right. Use the force, Luke. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but I'm not very happy with the last episode I did, which was episode 633. 
To be honest, I started listening to one of the episodes. I think the first one, expecting to get some spoilers. You ex- you started listening to six hundred and thirty-two, yeah. and I got about five minutes in. And then you dropped the bombshell. I haven't actually seen it yet, but and I was just like, what? But um, so, do you think I've titled the episode wrong? I probably just didn't read it properly. I should have written preview in big or letters. Guesswork. <laughs> speculation. <laughs> I should have written speculation and. Um, Expecta- speculations and expectations is what I should have called it, and then um, the, the the big reveal or something, something like or, that. But anyway. um, I'm not very happy with the with episode six three three. That's the one where I saw the film, came home, and immediately decided to ramble about it. But uh, it was incoherent. I couldn't remember <laughs> what had happened in the film. So we saw it today, yeah, this afternoon. So do you remember all the details? Not really, no. If I asked you big... to. Yeah. If I uh, asked please you, don't ask me to summarise the plot. If I asked you to summarise the plot, would you be able to do it? Uh, vaguely. I'd probably miss out a few sort of unnecessary plot points. I think there'd be quite a lot of umming and ahhing after about the first 15 minutes of the film. Umming and ahhing, right. Why, were, why you say that? Umming and ahhing. Yeah. Yeah, that phrase. Why do some people say humming and whoring? <laughs> H- no, H-A-W. Wait, humming and whoring. H-U-M-M-I-N-G. I-N-G. And H-A-W-I-N-G. Whoring. But it sounds like whoring, like sort of... Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to say prostitution. that. Prostitution. Yeah. But um, humming and whoring. It's just another... Sharon Osbourne did it on telly the other night. She yeah. was on a game show type thing. Mm-hmm. Panel show. And she said, we were humming and whoring about it. And I just thought, hang on, isn't it humming and ahhing? Or is it... I think humming both and... both accepted. Humming and whoring is also another one. But it does sound like... You were whoring. Well, I wasn't like, meaning it like that. It just more caught my attention because it was just different. Yeah, normally it's umming and ahhing, meaning... H. There it is. Luke's Googling it. Yeah, uh, no, like no, that. Normally it's umming and ahhing, like, but we don't normally go ah when we're trying to work out what to say, do we? Normally it's uh, um, right, in English, unless yeah. you're from Liverpool, and it's em, but we don't normally go ah... But anyway, umming and ahhing means making those noises when you're trying to decide what to do. But some people say humming and whoring. Procrastinate, take a long time before doing something or taking a decision. It's just another... Just another version, version. of that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there would probably be a lot of umming and ahhing or humming and I wouldn't whor- say humming and whoring. Whoring. Whoring does sound like you're a pimp. And mm. you're, you know, it's rather distasteful. Uh, <laughs> direction for the episode to go in already i agree um so umming and ahhing all right so anyway we saw it this afternoon yes. second time for me because i'm a geek bit of a mission getting to the cinema the first the train was cancelled and i was immediately like right sod it let's just go home <laughs> you, you gave up very <laughs> quickly up immediately <laughs> yeah but, uh but then you stuck with it looked at options found a cinema then found out it was a children's screening which we thought was a bit weird well it was a, it was one of those Babies and toddlers screenings, which is basically when uh, it's for the parents. So parents can go to the cinema and they can bring their little ones, but it's not for the little ones to watch. But it's accepted there'll be some baby noise. There'll be noise and general baby type stuff going on in the cinema. But I wouldn't bring a toddler to see this film. No way. Not unless you want them to have nightmares. It's quite a lot of peril and threat. And just loud noises generally. And And flashing and banging and... Scary stuff. Some scary things. Quite a lot of scary bits towards the end. I think it's quite scary. Scary for a child. I wasn't scared, of course. 
No. <laughs> Did you feel emotions during the film? I should just uh, point out at this moment that we didn't end up going to the uh, children's screening of the film, so there were no crying babies and screaming and all those other things. In fact, we went to the Everyman Theatre Cinema at the Mailbox in central Birmingham, a very nice plush uh, space uh, with a sort of modern bar. They serve you beer so you can take in. They have little tables where you can put the beer and you sit on these comfortable um, sofas in the cinema. It's very kind of cool. And then we watched the film there. So no children, thankfully, just very comfortable surroundings uh, to enjoy this ridiculous film. (laughs) Did you feel emotions during the film? Uh, any, yeah, any, vaguely, more just cheap nostalgia more than anything else. You know, you did, sort of touches yeah. the nostalgia buttons, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind? Of, what flavour of nostalgia? Can you just specify? The Star Warsy flavour, indefinable Star Wars. That Warsiness. plastic smell of Star Wars figures <laughs> from when you were seven years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't put it like that, but maybe you're onto something. Just the, the the memories of childhood and growing up, and just the the general feel, uh, the sounds. It's like of being Star in a world that you know, a fantasy world that you've grown up with. Yeah, I suppose you could say. And the new Star Wars films do have that sort of sense. Of, yeah, they've made an effort after that initial prequel. You know, Debar- terrible debacle. Debar- 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 um, they made sure in the newer ones to add in a lot of Star Warsy stuff just to get the geeks happy. Well, a lot of people call that fan service, which is where they just include references to the old films just to make the fans happy. Yeah, they've clearly done, done a lot. I'm of all right. With, I like to be happy. I'd rather that than they just ignore it, like the prequels, and lost all that Star Warsiness and all the kind of. It's almost like the sketchiness of it. Some of the prequels had Star Warsiness in it, like some of the, the blaster sound effects were the same. Yeah. And some stuff like that. But more like when you see a, a shot with a weird creature in the background that you don't quite get a chance to see properly. There's a lot of that. That kind of stuff. Like when, when you you go, suddenly you arrive on a new planet and the first shot is a shot <laughs> with, with like some little creatures. Some locals. In, no, creatures in the foreground. Yeah, kind locals. Of, kind of going, bleh, 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 and they look <laughs> at each other. Bleh, bleh, and then there's like our heroes yeah, on, a, on, a, on a spaceship landing in the distance. And then there's two little creatures bleh, bleh, like well, that. Yeah, they did that in this one. There was they? a lot of that, wasn't there? Kind of like chinchillas, basically, these things were. Little green cross between <laughs> frogs and, and small dogs. Yeah. Um, so, is a chinchilla a dog? Chinchilla is a ma- uh, like a mouse type thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's going to be one of those episodes. Chinchilla, chinchilla I'm for go- sale is the second I'm option. Googling chinchilla, and the the second option is chinchilla <laughs> for sale. Should we buy one? Yeah. Look, it's not a dog. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is a chinchilla? Don't don't show me like. Everything you need to know about chinchillas, like first of all, how to buy one, but I want to know what it is first before I buy it. Chinchillas are either of two species. Rodents. Of, they're rodents. They're a bit like <laughs> gerbils or mice or something. So not like dogs at all, but you mean chihuahuas. You mean, you mean chihuahuas. Anyway, there are little creatures and things in this film, just like in the other ones, you know. So we're talking about this, the nostalgia. It has that kind of, uh, the aesthetic of the original films. Yeah, yes. Okay, let's say. Which is nice, isn't it? Really, because yeah. that's that's the large a large part of the appeal of Star Wars. I think, yeah, the it, sort of attention to detail and the sort of uh, yeah, the attention to detail, mm-hmm. and the attention to detail. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. It's true. Nice blaster sounds. The kind of dirty universe with the 
uh, chunky rebel spacecraft and uh, shiny interiors of uh, like kind of uh, bad baddie spacecraft. <laughs> so, what did you think of Star Wars colon The Rise of Skywalker? Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Star Wars. Sty- um, Skywalker. It was good. I enjoyed myself. In the enjoyed f- watching it in when, the moment. When you were there in the cinema, you were you enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. But we've both said it doesn't have that much long-lasting impact. It feels quite forgettable, weirdly. Well, this is the problem I had in the previous episode, which some of my listeners may have picked up on. I'm scared that people listened to that and thought, he can't explain the plot. I'm going to stop listening to his podcast forever. That's what I'm, I was worried about. Uh, but yeah, you, you enjoy it while it's happening. But afterwards, when you sort of reflect on it, it's kind of like, wait, wait a minute, what, what, what actually happened in that film? I don't, I can't. It's hard to get a grip on it, isn't it? To to, to know really what it, what was going on and to summarise the plot is a real challenge. Yeah. Um, but we're going to try and do that. Uh, but it was a kind of a roller coaster sort of theme park ride experience, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was good. Good laugh. Good crack. hello hope you're enjoying the episode just uh, another little point to be made here james just said it was good crack he said the film was good crack now uh, i think it's worth explaining that one Uh, crack is actually spelt uh, c-r-a-i-c and it's the irish word apparently according to irishcentral.com it's the irish word that confuses outsiders most so crack, it sounds like C-R-A-C-K, like crack the, the drug, but it's actually C-R-A-I-C. And crack is like, it's a great expression. Uh, it's just a really fantastic expression. It's used by lots of people, but particularly in Ireland. I think it probably originates uh, from Ireland. So crack is basically a term for things like news, gossip, fun, entertainment, enjoyable enjoyable conversation and it's particularly prominent in ireland it's often used with the definite article the crack so it's all about the crack you know um you know me i love the crack (laughs) and it doesn't mean that you like the drug uh although i'm sure that many sort of non uh natives uh learners of english for example might make that mistake but uh also in fact americans uh, there is one example i think of um when the world cup happened in the united states in 1994 an irish guy uh, was there because Ireland were, were playing in the World Cup that year and he was interviewed on American TV and the guy was like so uh, you know what do you uh, why did you come here you know it's like I just came over for the crack you know and they were all shocked but actually he meant I just came over for a, for a good time so anyway that's what James meant when he said the film was good crack it just meant it was a it was a good laugh good thr- thrills and spills and uh, up, ups and downs and lots of action very fast paced but almost so fast-paced that you don't, you're not able to really think about what's going on. Yeah, I'd can, agree. Can, like, this happens, then this, then this. Then, okay, whoa, okay, whoa, 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 there were like lots of little things. You, they've got to do this, then I mean, they've got the sort to of, go there. The sat-nav thing was a bit crap. Okay. So should we try and go through the plot? And as we go through it, we'll probably remember details that uh, yeah. we want to okay, talk about. Yeah, okay, let's do it that way. So I'm going to let you try and start. Go on. What happened at the beginning? What's the What does the crawl tell us? Right, we started with Kylo Ren battling something somewhere. 
obviously looking like a samurai or something. Uh huh. Why is then, he, why is he battling people? Because he's just to remind you that he's badass. Uh huh. He is badass as well. Apparently, don't you think so he's got? They keep telling you he's got quite a good fighting style. But I, to be honest, I didn't know why he was there or what was going on. Right. Well, the next shot, I can't remember. It went to the rebels, <laughs> and they were in the the uh, Millennium Falcon, and they were shouting at each other. And, <laughs> Some funny little quips and uh, banter. I can't remember. Yeah, it's really hard to explain. But I think I can do it because I've done my homework a little bit. And I've seen it twice. So basically the opening crawl, you know, the yellow letters that that crawl through space. Ghosts speak. The dead speak. The dead speak. That was it. Typically badly written. badly written Which I think they've done on purpose. Those yellow titles have always been... And they've always been a really bad way to start a film, but for some reason it worked. But it's like one of those... Um, yeah, news, like, real... Like a serial, news... Serial uh, shows, the, the cowboy black and white films they used to show, serialised yeah. adventures. Like Flash Gordon stuff from the 1950s. Yeah. They used to begin, like, those old American programmes where we catch up with our plucky heroes. There's always, they like, a bit of... They used to show those on BBC Two at, like, tea time when we were growing up. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And they'd show a new one. And I remember there's one where the guy, and I think this is quite famous, where the guy goes over the cliff on the back of the carriage. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, my God, he's dead. The hero's dead, whoever it was. And then next week you saw him jump off just before. And it was like, he didn't show that last week. Yeah. He can't do that. But we're talking about serialized adventure um, shows that were quite popular in America in the 50s and there were lots of westerns and also science fiction serials and they had cliffhanger endings and very very influential like George Lucas apparently wanted to do Flash Gordon he wanted to have the rights to make the film version of Flash Gordon he couldn't get the rights for it so he made up his own universe yeah so I mean that's the sort of thing he was going for that kind of um, swashbuckling adventure stuff yeah that's uh, and the stuff I like to be honest in but, Star Wars the sort of actiony. yeah those, those shows the reason we're saying this is those shows used to begin with a little plot um, bit of plot exposition uh, in text that would scroll up the screen explaining to you what what the context was so that you could jump straight into the action. And so, yeah, Star Wars does that, as we know. And uh, so, yeah, the, the crawl, as they call it, because it cr- the letters crawl up the screen away from you, um, basically say that Palpatine is back. We don't know how, really. It's kind of vaguely alluded to maybe something to do with, like, dark, uh, bad black science or dark science and cloning or something, but we, it's not really been fleshed out. <laughs> <laughs> the the um and um and he's back basically and pff, I mean he's like I'm back and I've got a big fleet of really really powerful ships so um you know be be afraid because I'm going to come and take over the universe again I don't know why he sends out a broadcast he sort of tweets like yeah. uh, you know I've I'm back bitches you know hashtag Star Wars, <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker, hashtag Palpatine, you know. Uh, he lets the universe know that he's back. And Kylo Ren, his motivation at this point is, right, I'm going to stop the Emperor because I want to be the biggest, most powerful bad guy in the universe. How do you know this? Because um, because that's in the crawl. That's in it the, is? Yes, it's explained in the crawl. Shall I, I bet I can find that. <laughs> no, uh, don't bother. No? Well, okay, just take my word for it. 
uh, it is written in the crawl at the beginning that Kylo Ren decides he wants to find Palpatine in order to stop him. Oh, it does, yeah. Because Kylo that. wants to be the biggest... Uh, it doesn't most, say that bit, though, because Kylo wants to be the it, biggest, best, the, evil the, the, one. The best bad best guy. Of, best baddie. Uh, I have to find the, the opening crawl now. Spoilers. Recreation spoilers. Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. The dead speak. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast. A threat of revenge in the sinister voice of the late Emperor Palpatine. He's not late. He's like, he's dead. That's mm. what that means. The late Emperor Palpatine means he's, he's dead, but he's not. General Leia Organa dispatches secret agents to gather intelligence, while Rey, the last hope <laughs> of the Jedi, trains for battle against the diabolical First Order. Diabolical meaning devilish evil meanwhile supreme leader kylo ren because he's now in charge of the first order rages in search of the phantom emperor determined to destroy any threat to his power you see so kylo wants to be the biggest bad guy in the universe and so he decides to find palpatine in order to stop him right as if he'd be able to because it's palpatine surely kylo ren would be oh what, what, what? palpatine's back darth vader's boss He's back. Oh, shit. That's what I'd be thinking if I was Kylo Ren. It's hard to really buy it because who's got the... Okay, so Palpatine has been creating... Should we get onto this later? No, go ahead. Do it now. Creating all these um, Star Destroyers. Yeah, so this is his... Who's got the commission for Star Destroyers? Kylo Ren or Palpatine? Who owns the intellectual property? Who owns the rights? Rights. And who's got the plans? I think it doesn't matter in the Star Wars universe. So it's open source. No, it's just that they're bad guys. They just do what they want. I mean, what are you going to do? But they'd be, well, so in for You're going to take get, Emperor Palpatine to court. Get a property lawyer, well, intellectual copyright lawyer. The guy's got, he's... he's, he's well, that should be the first assault. The guy can shoot lightning. Legislation, and, not legislation, what do you call it? L- litigation. Litigation. Take him to court. But, uh, I mean, we've, I'm afraid, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't pay attention during the prequel films. There was... A legal system in place. The rule of law was in place at one point in episodes one and two. I think it's one and two. And then uh, the emperor is given emergency powers. He's not the emperor at that point. He's a senator. He's given emergency powers to take control of everything. And he, and of course, he abuses those powers and he he turns it into an empire with himself as emperor, right? So, sorry, the whole idea of taking him to court because he's copied your designs for some spaceships is out of the question now. Because he shoots lightning from it's his fingers. It's beyond that, right? The guy shoots lightning out of his fingers. Okay. So, Fair I'm enough. sorry, a judge uh, isn't going to do much. It's not going to help. Okay, so, yeah, but the, the Palpatine, he's back and he's, <laughs> he's he somehow has got together a huge, massive fleet of Star Destroyers. I don't know how. Hang on, is this how it opens? Because we're supposed to well, be going through it in order, aren't we? Okay, all right. So, Kylo Ren is on Mustafar. Do you know what that is? Um, you don't, you don't. I'll cut a long story an short. element to a bad joke. Mustafa, better answer than that. Exactly, hey, exactly. You Mustafa, better answer than that. The, yeah. Um, so uh, he's on Mustafar, which is an interesting planet because that's where Vader, um, uh, that's where Obi Wan and Vader had a big fight 
uh, in the third film, and that's where Obi Wan left Vader for dead. At, at that time, he was Anakin. Oh, didn't know that. Chopped his arms and legs off, and it was horrible. horrible. That yeah. bit's really grim. Kids' film. Yeah. Anyway, um, and uh, left him for dead, and uh, the Emperor picked him up, turned him into Darth Vader, and you know the rest is history. And also, Vader lived on Mustafar afterwards. He obviously, made his home there because he wanted to connect with the evil. You know, just the pure evil of of okay. the place. So anyway, Kylo's there and he's like kicking some ass because he has decided, he's worked out that there's a Sith GPS thing, which they call a wayfinder on Mustafar and he's finding it. So you, you see that in the first couple of minutes of the film. It's a montage of him kicking some ass and finding this uh, wayfinder. All right. Apparently, we apparently there are two of these in in the universe. Two wayfinders. Two plot devices. Yeah, exactly. The the entire film is full of these plot devices. That's why I said it was very contrived. So it's kind of like the the heroes have got to go to get this thing, which helps them to get this thing, which helps them to get to this place. And they look a bit crap as well, don't they? They don't. Even the look, GPS yeah. things like really badly designed. Like it's not going to fit in your pocket very easily. It's, it's not, not going to go on the dashboard. The no. dashboard. Dashboard of your car. Can we say dashboard? Of a car, yeah. Isn't that the American? No, dashboard is, is we say that in UK English okay. too. So yeah, you can't exactly clip it to your dashboard very easily. But anyway, it's a kind of pyramid, like a sort of, I'm sure there's a word for it, like a pyramid with another pyramid on the bottom. Looks like one of those little things that you have like a mini pot plant in. Yeah, like you'd hang a little, little mini hanging, hanging basket. But this one doesn't contain a pot plant. It contains um, some sort of crystal, or sh- some, some Sith magic, which which does not explain. It helps you find uh, where uh, Emperor Palpatine is living, and it's the planet of the Sith. And sometimes it looks like a little red dots moving around inside it. Yeah. Like they're here. It's like, well, what's the scale? <laughs> like, what don't, does that mean? A red dot? Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> Just go with it. That's the whole vibe of this film isn't it just go with it just enjoy it and don't think about it too much um but uh so there are two of these wayfinders that will point you that will show you where um the sith planet is i can't remember what it's called it's called exegol which sounds like a company a pharmaceutical company doesn't it or an oil company yeah exegol like a really evil uh drilling company okay um so anyway Exegol is like this big dark planet where the Sith live and it's in the unknown region. So that's why no one's, no one's ever known, no one's noticed that Palpatine is back because he's been hiding in the shadows. It's basically the dark side of the moon. Sort of like that, yeah. So Kylo has found one of these wayfinders. So he knows where Palpatine is and then he visits him. He goes to the, he goes to the planet. This is what we see in the first five minutes of the film after he's uh, killed a bunch of people in a forest. He gets the wayfinder, connects it to USB or whatever in his car, in his in his ship, and he flies to Exegol. And there's a, it's a difficult route. It's kind of like a really complicated route because you've got to go through like a difficult sort of fire storm thing in space. Remember? He's kind of like, oh, yeah. turn left here, turn right. You Probably know, a champagne supernova. It's <laughs> something like that. And then. Um, so he gets there and he enters the uh, Sith temple right on that sort of platform that goes down. And there are big statues of Sith lords and lightning. Right? Remember this? Yeah. You don't remember any of it. I, I do remember it. I do remember it. 
I'm just part of me trying to work out the logic behind it all. It's because he thinks that's where Palpatine is. But we don't. There's sort of a, a, a vague idea that there's loads of people there as well. Yeah, that's revealed a bit later. But it, yeah, what we from the whole film we know that there's some sort of big stadium. Oh, and there's a yeah. yeah. We've, anyway, we've we'll come got, we'll come back to the stadium full of we better sort of guys in hoods. Yeah, 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 because we'll be here all day. And uh, so anyway, Kylo has got his lightsaber ignited and he's searching, looking for Palpatine. He turns a corner. No, he hears Palpatine's voice going. You know what is it? He says, "My boy," and then. Kylo says, I, I, I killed Snoke and I'll kill you too. And then Palpatine says, you stupid idiot, I made Snoke. And I've been every voice inside your head that you've ever heard. And he says that in the voice of Snoke and then in the voice of Darth Vader. He's an impressionist. He's like John Coleshaw. Steve Coogan. Yeah. He's an impressionist. The, the, amongst his many powers, the, the Emperor is also very good at impressions. And our next I'm going to do... Michael Caine, <laughs> you were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Not my best one, admittedly. That sounds nothing like Michael Caine. <laughs> what about Terry Wogan? <laughs> A nice bit of Wogan to, to see you through. You're, you've, I've been every voice you've ever heard in your head, ever. And now, the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> yeah, so Palpatine's been impersonating these people in Kylo's head. And um, including Snoke. So it turns out Snoke was just a puppet that the Pal- that Palpatine was using in order to lure Kylo to the dark side and to establish the First Order as an evil power in the universe. I don't know why he needed to do that. Why did he need a puppet? He could have just done it himself, surely. <sighs> Speculation now. This is where we have fun speculating and filling in the blanks. And I always thought that other baddie guy whatever his name was supreme leader supreme snoke leader snoke was a bit weird anyway because like who's the next one up and it felt like the emperor's gone but there's this new guy who's even more scary and then up above from him there's going to be another guy that's even bigger and they've obviously realized that's the way it's going and thought we can't go another level up now there's always a bigger fish <laughs> that's from that's from episode one we've got to go back to the original guy because otherwise it'll be really ridiculous i so don't know they, they obviously they're like fuck we'd have to br- just bring the emperor back to life and remember because otherwise it'll be yet another baddie and yeah. i thought snoke was one too many baddies really yeah, well, no one knew what to do with Snoke, did they? They didn't know what to do in the, with him. Like, in the, who is he? What the fuck? Is he a hologram? No one knows. Like, even the writers of the film don't know. Yeah. So they got rid of him in, in the second episode, or Ryan Johnson, the guy who did the second episode, just got rid of him because he didn't know what to do with him. But I thought that was quite cool, the way they chopped him in half in the second, in the second film. But anyway, it turns out that Palpatine has just been cloning Snokes. So... Kylo turns a corner and he sees a big jar and there's like three or four Snokes in there. Pickled. <laughs> what was Gross. that jar? Was that just like a Snoke production jar? Yeah. They're just growing Snokes in there. They can just make anything they yeah, want Yeah, they're just now. infinite Snokes. Infinite baddies, infinite mm-hmm. spaceships. But all because of Palpatine and his supreme dark side power. Yeah. That he's just been able to use... I don't know how... Uh, I don't know how he survived being thrown into the lift shaft of the Death Star, apparently vaporizing in an explosion at the bottom. And then the Death Star exploded in a, in a massive cloud of stardust. So I don't know how he survived. <laughs> what did he do? 
Just he landed at the bottom and then just ran away, got in a spaceship, and I know I'll go to the unknown regions and just lay low for a while, 50, 60 years or something, and just use the dark side to just create spaceships. It's not great story wise. And how is he reveals to Kylo Ren that he's um, he's built a huge fleet of star destroyers, and then what happens? Do you remember how how we see the star destroyers? Oh, they come out of the ground. They just rise yeah. out of the ground. Which looks kind of cool. But then you think, well, how? why were they in the ground? Did they build, <laughs> did they just grow them like vegetables, like weird... Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> did they just grow, or did they build them above ground and then meticulously take all the scaffolding down and bury them just to do something cool with them later? Just to reveal or, them to <laughs> Kylo Ren later. Like what, and where do they get all the minerals and ores from? And like, yeah. You know, essential... Oils. Elements... <laughs> you, need, you need a lot of raw materials to make Black pepper that's my favorite essential oil is it yeah, i'm fond nice. of uh tea tree oil myself <laughs> well it's many has many uses yeah it has many uses which some may consider unnatural <laughs> um tea tree oil it's good for your skin apparently antifungal anyway Eucalyptus is nice too. Anyway, so yes, it requires a lot of, um, what do you call them, uh, raw materials to, to build a huge fleet of hundreds of star destroyers. So God knows how he's done it. Where's the workforce? Well, I mean, there are, are they just cloning them? Yeah, maybe. Just clone them all, then just chuck them in the bin when you finish with them, yeah. I suppose. Cloning them. But clone labour's been proven to be a bit shoddy, hasn't it? Cloned labour. <laughs> Cloned labour. Well, we had clones in the prequel trilogy, didn't we? And they remember. were... Does that explain why the, why the uh, stormtroopers are all rubbish? Well, it's not clear, really, when if the stormtroopers are clones. they're really or, crap, aren't they? They always have been. Yeah, rubbish, terrible. Can't and shoot. Even worse. Fall over really easily and just... Bang their heads all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't know if the stormtroopers from Star Wars are clones or if they're enlisted. We still don't know that. Well, in the... In, in, uh, in Poe, is that his name, Poe? Is that that one? The one that used to be a storm Finn trooper. is oh, the Finn. one that used to be a stormtrooper. So, because we know from the sequel trilogy that they actually, the stormtroopers are kind of uh, enlisted from kind of what, like, like ghettos in the world, right? Like orphans and stuff, right? Are enlisted into the first order because, like, these kids have got no other choice, sort of thing, and so they're kind of almost like slave slavery level employees of the first order yeah. who are brainwashed, brainwashed and enlisted in but some of them break away from their brainwashing and and leave sort of like finn and this other girl Jana, who we see later in the film used to be a stormtrooper too but that's it that's her character i used to be a stormtrooper <laughs> cool okay <laughs> and now i'm a awesome girl on a horse which is pretty cool no you don't like the horses I liked them, but whether they fitted in the Star Wars world, I'm not entirely sure. Riding horses and on a Star Destroyer. In a probably breathable atmosphere? Well, possibly, if, that, if that planet, right, uh, Exagon or Exagol... I didn't see much greenery there. Where's the oxygen and, yeah. you know, CO... Well, we know where the CO2... Oxygen, basically, is the Yeah, where's the one. oxygen coming from? That planet, if that's produced all those Star Destroyers, there must be a lot of quite poisonous minerals in the atmosphere. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. I don't know how anyway. Palpatine is back, but uh, he is. And he says to Kylo Ren, you know, look, I'm back, okay? And, uh, you know, you're going to be really powerful because you'll be the next emperor or something. But, but uh, we need to get rid of uh, Rey, 
because uh, she's been training as a Jedi and we need to stop the Jedi. She's the last Jedi. You need to kill her. So he says to Kylo, oh, yeah, fuck off to, and kill Rey. Okay? Then it cuts to Rey training. And then we see Rey training. She's she's and she's frustrated because she hasn't quite got the, the hang of the force. Although she's pretty good, she's trying to connect with the old uh, with the previous Jedi, isn't she? She's trying to reach out to them. She's like saying, "Be with me, be with me." She's trying to connect with the old Jedi. They 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 they're not appearing to because we you know I was hoping for sort of training montages with all of these force ghosts. There was quite a bit of training where she had that stupid little ball thing that fires lasers at your ass. Yeah. Uh, and then she smashed it with a stick in the end. Yeah. Which seemed a bit unnecessary. But that's interesting. I mean, like, sort that's of. Your, like your, your PlayStation Wii or your, your Nintendo Wii. And you just like got a bit frustrated and smashed it. Well, she's trying to stop it with a lightsaber. It's like, you know, it's weird. Ray's powers are sort of fluctuate, don't they? Sometimes she's just amazing and she can do anything. And other times she's rubbish. Like when she's... If she's fighting against the most powerful bad guy in the universe, she's actually very strong and equal to him. If she's fighting against a floating uh, orb, orb with about 128k of RAM in it, probably yeah. a very basic bit of technology, she can't stop. She can't fight against it. So what's going on with that? I don't understand where, what that is about. Why don't the enemy just get loads of those things? Yeah, just get a really big one of them but with a big gun on it. Yeah. <laughs> Send that in. Ten seconds later, you're finished. You kill Ray, and you, you, they, you know exactly. Just get loads of those little training droids, and Bob's your uncle. So we've got an idea. Maybe someone did, and it was dismissed for being too ridiculous. These training droids—they're very, they're very effective. Fuck off with your training droids. Not I've got a—I've got a Death Star here. Not big and evil enough. <laughs> or it's or the, or the bad guys are like, if only we could get our hands on that training droid technology that the rebels have got, sir. Fortunately, it's completely obsolete. <laughs> There's only one example of it. And, oh, she just smashed it with a stick. We're fine. <laughs> so she's frustrated trying to do her training. But in the meantime, Poe and Finn and Tinky Winky and Lala and yeah. the other Teletubbies yeah. have been... Sent by Leia to get some intel from like a little gribbly gremlin type guy who shows his face at one point. He throws yeah. them he throws them down like a, a U, USB cable and they download some files from him. And don't they chuck his head on a table later well, as well? The bad guys catch this guy yeah. and chuck his head on a table at some point, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit nasty. And again, toddlers and babies though, welcome for yeah. the twelve thirty showing. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so Finn and Poe have got some intelligence from this green guy and the intelligence basically says so Palpatine is on Exegol right and the, but then that, they're is like that a new drug that is that's why he's new managed drug. To, that's why he's still alive he's on Exegol some very powerful Exegol um, no that's the planet that he's living on so right. they it's like Palpatine's on Exegol and they're like right we've got to find Exegol and, you know, is anyone we can, who, can, who can help us? And Leia says, I know someone on this desert planet. Go down there, meet up with him. He might be able to help you. So they go down onto the desert planet, blah, blah, blah. It's like a big party with fireworks and people dancing and stuff, right? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of mm, not entirely convinced by that. Yeah. Don't really want to see Star Wars in, like, at the Big Chill Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, it like all, Mixed Master Morris is there doing a, like a two-hour ambient set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like uh, Coachella or, or the <laughs> Burning Man Festival or something like that. Yeah, and and there's all these kind of locals dancing and having fun and stuff. And then the the 
uh, Kylo manages to find out where they are and he sends troops to get them. And Lando Calrissian helps them out. So he's their contact. And he says to them, look, guys, um, I, I think I might be able to help you because I was hanging out with Luke Skywalker before these movies were made. Did you like seeing Lando? Yeah. <laughs> you weren't overcome with emotion. It was, no, it was all right. Yeah. It was fine. He was fine. Yeah. Lando says, okay, so I was working with Luke because uh, Luke was trying to find the location of the Emperor as well. Which means, what, Luke knew where the Emperor was? Even in, during the last movie, he knew and he didn't say. That's kind of a big thing. That so, is so another, no, without, yeah, another slight hole. Yeah, big problem. But anyway, apparently Luke was also trying to find the Emperor too. And oh, this is where it gets complicated. And so Lando said, look, there was this Jedi hunter who we were f- trying to track down because apparently he may he might have known where the GPS thing, the second GPS thing was. So anyway, they were hunting this Jedi hunter in order to try and f- eventually find the location of the, of the Emperor, I think. Or the Sith planet, at least. And so they're like, maybe you can search his ship, which I believe is parked in the desert somewhere. That might help. So they're like, okay, okay, viewers, don't think about this too much. Let's just go. And so they go to find the ship, right? You remember this? Then some. They're kind of they're they're at the ship. They're doing their stuff. They uh, they get no. That's it. They arrive and they have a chase with some bad guys. They kill them. You know, they're rocket pack uh, stormtroopers. Yeah, that was quite fun, but it was quite CGIE. Yeah. Uh, although it was kind of fun, but it's quite funny when uh, Chewbacca. I quite the like end. the um, the the machines they were on were quite sketchy. You know, they're like, do, 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 you know, like crap. sketchy crap vehicles. Yeah, with like dodgy that was, engines. That was quite fun. Yeah. Um, wasn't a classic, I wouldn't say. Chewbacca shoots one of the stormtroopers and he kind of, his his rocket pack gets damaged and he flies through the air and goes, and then crashes into a mountain. Bit shit. And then they get trapped in quicksand. Yeah, that bit was dodgy as well because they fall through the quicksand into a cave. And it's like, if that's the case, how is the sand up there still there? Mm-hmm. Why isn't it all just falling into the cave? Magic sand? <laughs> anyway, they, they fall into a they cave. They fall through the magic sand. And they find the remains of the Jedi hunter that they were searching for. They find his remains under there. I didn't know who that was at the time. I was just thinking, yeah, well, Jedi I've hunter, obviously missed something here. A Jedi hunter who... Uh, apparently had some intel about where the Sith planet could be found. Don't worry about it too much. A guy they needed to find f- to do stuff right, for the plot. Right, but then Chewie found that dagger thing. So they find the dagger. Oh, did you notice no one said get that? Chewie just like casually picked it up as they were all leaving. No one was like, well, we should definitely take this with well, us. Well, hold on a minute. Hold they, on. they looked at it for a bit and were like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Then... They just left. And Chewie was like, as an afterthought, yeah, I might take this Better with me. Better carry that. But anyway, they find this dagger with the remains of this dude that they'd been searching for, that Luke had been searching for. And they, the, the dagger has some runes on it. And it's apparently in the ancient Sith language. C-3PO is a translator, as we know. He even speaks Barchi and the language of uh, moisture evaporators. But he's so. forbidden to translate Sith. But he can't translate. His programming forbids him to tr- from... 
translating Sith. So he It was he, so obvious they were gonna to have to take him apart and like rewire him and stuff, and it was just like <sighs> So anyway, uh Poe thinks he knows someone on another planet who would be able to uh unlock the um redacted memory of uh C3PO in order to translate what's written on this dagger because they think it might be oh the Sith planet is uh, just up the A1 turn left at uh, the services and you know they think it's going to help them find the uh, the the wayfinder which is then going to help them find the emperor yeah, right? that was one too many things. It's horrible, isn't it, really? The horrible story. But I line. still enjoyed it all at the yeah. time because yeah. it's really nicely made. The, you know, the characters are kind of cool and, mm-hmm. you know, it's quite good fun. Off they go. But then there's a worm, right? Suddenly this sandworm appears. It's probably going to kill them or something. Ray goes over and it's wounded and she heals. Yeah, that was bullshit as well. Well, the reason they did that is so that they could then yeah, do it again later. Yeah, that she can heal things. She can heal things with but the force. why the fuck would you heal that? You just kill it. Because she's good. Because she's a good person. It's the right thing I mean, I guess it's the force leading her into the right direction or something. I mean, fair enough. It was quite nice. that I don't think they have to kill everything. It just seemed a bit unlikely that that would happen. Han Solo would have just killed it. Yeah. But um, anyway, she healed its wounds with the force. So she can do that. Don't know how she learned that, but she can. The f- right, especially since her training doesn't seem to be going and so well. It could well. have come in handy in all the previous films, yeah. If they'd have known that was a possible, like if she can do that and she's not even really she's like proper- an amateur, yeah. She's she's, a, she's an am, she's an am level. She's learnt- getting some like flow from some sponsors. She's got a free lightsaber. She gets a free pair of trainers every now and then, but she's not a proper pro. Yeah, she's just learnt it from Wikipedia and <laughs> like Princess Leia every now she's and then. Got have- a good Instagram, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't actually have any credentials. That's true. She hasn't had any training. She hasn't but, won any competitions yet. But she's able to heal things with the Force, which is an unprecedented skill. But maybe it's because she's a Palpatine. Yeah, a bit of dark side she, always you know, helps. A very, very powerful uh, lineage there. So maybe that's it. It's just genetic level just midichlorian count is very high right let's uh, let's crack on let's cr- <laughs> yes okay so anyway they go to another if i have a sweet is it going to interfere with um, the listeners enjoyment because you're going to be going if you're it be does doing that, aren't you? and this is rustling now which is probably really annoying rustling is okay as long as it's just like if it's important for the plot <laughs> Like the the you know listeners are thinking, okay, there's rustling going on, which means that James is taking a sweet out of a wrapper. But if that rustling continues throughout, okay, how's this? Do I sound? I don't sound normal at all. No, you sound okay. You shouldn't really eat a sweet while you're podcasting. Put it back in its wrapper for a second. Yeah, for a a minute or hour. All right. So, um, Poe says, "I know someone who can access the secret parts of his memory." Let's go to another planet. So, off they go to it. Wait a minute before that happens. Oh, God. So, um, Ray, when they're searching the ship of this guy who had the dagger. They're searching his ship, and then Ray get, it feels a bit Force-sensitive, and she goes, oh, Kylo's nearby, and she goes down to challenge him. He appears in his uh, TIE fighter thing. She jumps over. She does a, And what's, what was Kylo's plan anyway, to just, like, run her over with the TIE fighter? Why was he racing at her? He's got her? guns as well, hasn't he? Couldn't he have just Couldn't shot? Couldn't he have just started shooting her? Did he not notice her? Was he just on his way? Oh, shit, there's Ray. And then, I don't know, what what was he doing? Anyway, but she it's jumped over. a bit o- of matrix type 
It looked yeah. cool for the trailer. She, yeah. she flipped over the TIE fighter and chopped its wing off. It exploded and he appeared. And then uh, Finn was like, hey, Chewie's been kidnapped with the dagger on that ship. And Ray uses the force to stop the ship from flying away. And Kylo also uses the force to try and help the ship fly away. And they're struggling. They've kind of got a tug of war going on. And then Ray is trying really hard and her anger comes through and force lightning comes out of her fingers and the ship explodes. And for a moment, we're supposed to think that Chewie is being killed on board the ship. Did you think Chewie was dead? No. Obviously not. But um, I didn't see any other flipping transports around. No. Like it's later revealed. Oh, he must have been on another transport. Like what fucking other transport? <laughs> there was no other transport. And also like, okay, she, through her own actions, killed about, let's say, 150 people. On that ship. On that transport that did blow up. They were up. bad guys. How, were they? <laughs> yeah, they were, they were first order dudes who were taking Chewie they, to the Death but Star. But weren't they taking other hostages or anything? They just took Chewie, did they? Yeah, they well, didn't they bother with everyone else. They got him. <laughs> well, we've got a hairy guy. That'll, this'll do. You know, Chewie in Top Trumps is worth quite a lot. He's been in all, <laughs> most of the films. Like, Chewie's much more valuable than fucking Poe and Finn. They're rubbish. Let's just have Chewie. And he's got the dagger. He's taller. So you get more for your money. <laughs> more. They, they get yeah. graded by weight. More meat. <laughs> do you think that's what they do? They just eat, eat their kid, the people they kidnap. No, I think they just weigh them in. How many? How much rebel scum did you get today? Oh, about eighteen pounds. Um, how much is a pound? Two hundred and five hundred pounds. That's more like it. So anyway, they think for a moment that Chewbacca's been um, killed in this accident, and you know, then Ray just goes with the other guys. They get in the ship and they fly away. And Kylo just sort of lets her go. He doesn't challenge her. I don't know why. Maybe he's surprised, but he shouldn't be surprised to see that she's got force lightning coming out of her fingers. Anyway, they go to another planet and uh, Poe meets uh, his ex-girlfriend who um, helps him by putting, uh, by uh, introducing them to her little friend who's like this little Muppet. Yeah, he was wicked. And he's able to um, access C-3PO's uh, memory banks, but they have to wipe his active memory in in the process yeah but they were like can we back it up to r2 and it's like oh r2's very very uh, inconsistent with things like that it's like oh let's just not bother then did they say that they said r2's memory's really not up to the task these days very sketchy memory there's no guarantee and they kind of went ah sod it then okay (laughs) and then later it turned out they had so wait no Uh, that's uh that's what I got it okay anyway whatever um, it's like is it worth backing up how long, how long will it take uh, about 25 minutes <laughs> fuck it <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway the, so C-3PO lost his all his memory but they got the translation of the Sith runes so they know now that the Wayfinder the Sith GPS is at this sp- particular location on a moon of Endor right god so they, then they have to go there. But in the meantime, by the way, Kylo and Ray, and Ray have sort of been chatting via Skype again. And uh, Kylo... And they of, can also bring things into the scene that are next to them. Yeah, I don't know like how they do that. snatch some beads off her or something. Yeah, they kind of touch but through the Force. But that's because they are a... They're, they're a dias in the Force, a dias in the Force. Well, which, there is a theory that... What is it about... 
two things being in the same place at the same time? It's like a Einstein theory or something, or is it probably Stephen Hawking? It's probably some theory, some impossible situation in science where things exist in two places at the same time. Is it like Schrodinger's cat or something like that? No, quantum, nothing quantum like theory. that. Quantum theory is when a particle can exist in two places at the same time. That, yeah. But this is the opposite of that. It's like two <laughs> things can exist in one place at the same time. It's but so, they, so do you think they're flicking back between locations? Somehow the force, there's a link between the two Because it was spinning around, the room was spinning around at one point, and one minute they were in his room, and the other minute they were in her room. Yeah. Stuff like that. But Shit like that. Let's just say that they are I connected. I think I'm overthinking it. They're connected by the force. They are a unique... But why? Uh, uh, because... She's Palpatine's granddaughter, and he's uh, Darth Vader's uh, uh, grandson. Uh, and is Darth Vader related to Palpatine? No. <laughs> it doesn't really add up. I know it doesn't, but it's just, you know, again, it, the plot moves so quickly, you don't really think about it at the time. Um, and um, No, I didn't really question any of this at the time. I was just watching it like, uh-huh. Well, this is cool. <laughs> Pew, pew, pew. Um, so, 3PO tells them where they have to go next. It's like, you know, in a computer game. Level four, you've got to do this. Okay. And then, um, but also the joke is that he's lost his memory and he's like, I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. Oh, nice to meet you. My, uh, what's your name? You're R2-D2. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm meeting you for the first time. Ha, ha, ha. Right, didn't see that one coming. There's lots of that. Oh, my first ever space battle. And the audience is thinking, actually, it's not, though, is it? Because you've been in lots of space battles before. <laughs> this is funny. Um, and um, then uh, they go, so, yeah. Poe's girlfriend, who's got... Do I want a beer? <laughs> you don't need to whisper Sorry that. Sorry to interrupt. I thought I might mime it so you didn't stop your sentence, but that would have been quite impressive if you could have lip-read... James replied just, and carried on talking at all at the same time. James just turned to me and, and mouthed, which is when you say things without actually speaking, but your mouth moves. He mouthed, do you want a beer? In mid-sentence. In mid-sentence. Like, okay, so what's going to happen now is James is going to go and have a, get a beer, and I'm going to have to keep talking. Let's see if I can summarise the entire plot yeah, by the, in the time that he's gone. I hope you, uh, listeners, I really hope that, you're okay and that you're enjoying this I, this is very rambly but we always say that don't we I suppose if you've listened to the, if you've listened this far then it's probably okay isn't it I probably don't need to worry um, so alright so anyway Poe's ex-girlfriend who for some reason is always wearing a helmet I don't know why why is she wearing that helmet all the others don't need a helmet it's not like a breathing apparatus why is that? Why does Poe's ex-girlfriend? Off later as well. No, she doesn't. She just the eye just the eyes. Why is she always wearing that helmet? Because it looks cool. Because it looks cool. Okay, that'll do. And so, um, they have a chat and stuff, and she says, "Oh yeah, this is like uh, I've got um, one ticket out of here or something." Like her only hope to to escape the the crap life uh, that she's been leading, like hiding from the from the bad guys is this little imperial token which is going to give her an, es- an escape route out of it's kind of a, like a digital visa yeah kind of like a visa to get out sort of thing and this is it means everything to her and uh, 
and she just gives it to him. She's like, oh, f- fuck it, just have that. That'll that'll do it. Yeah, and they obviously, they obviously had some sort of history, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, why would she give her ex-boyfriend, who was probably a dick, a free... Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why she did that. And then at the end of the film, she doesn't even want to be with him anyway. She doesn't even want to shag him at the end. So why did she... I don't know. Because, you know, because she's trying to help the resistance, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, then they have to go to one of the moons of Endor. So it turns out where Endor is a planet and uh, the, 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 who are they? The little so when we used to say Ewok land was Endor, it wasn't quite right. It was, it was a moon f- off Endor. It's the f- forest moon of Endor. Correct, yes. Not a moon of forest of Endor. Remember, we had that before, the moon forest of Endor. <laughs> Do you remember? It's like a forest. A forest of moons. It's like a forest, but instead of trees, it's moons. That's a moon forest. But no, this is the forest moon of Endor, right? So so there's another planet, another moon. It's not It's not the same one as the, uh, what, what were those little creatures, the teddy bears? What were they called? Ewoks. Ewoks. So it's not Ewok land. It's another planet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I got it. I got that. And what do they discover there on this planet? Come on. Big thing in the water. Oh, that bit was good. Yeah, I like that bit. The big um, Death Star, remains of the Death Star that was all rusting in this huge sea. Remains of the second Death Star. Yeah. Okay. Death Star 2.0. So apparently then, this Death Star blew up. Into a million... Little glittering spark. At the end of Return of the Jedi, it blew up. But yeah, it looked like it just poof, turned into millions of little little sparks, and a big. Seems the framework fell to the next planet's but surface, actually, probably ruining the ecosystem. It completely. landed on a planet. Yeah, probably destroyed all life on that planet. Yeah, and probably. that was the rebels' fault. <laughs> yeah, bit of collateral damage. Hey. Anyway, it's a big universe, and um. So that just, it turns out, okay, they use the dagger. The dagger works as like a little... Well, can you explain what happens with the dagger there? You put it up to the horizon, mm-hmm. and a little dial shows you where it is, although it didn't really, because there was loads of holes on that dial thing that they pulled out, and it didn't wasn't clear which how that showed you where it was. And also, you'd have to be standing in exactly the same spot yeah. as the thing was made from, exactly, for that to work. And also, what about like the corrosive nature of rusting metal? Surely the bits the, would fall off over time, and the 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 kind of silhouette of it would change. Exactly. So it's bollocks. bollocks. But anyway, quite good bollocks. Mm. Really good bollocks. Really photogenic bollocks. <laughs> That's right. Really, yeah. All right. I think we can leave Shiny it. Shiny bollocks. Anyway, so. Um, so, but I did like the look of that crushed up Death Star all in huge waves. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. It was like, oh, whoa. And yeah. I wasn't really thinking about the details of it, but um, it, was, it was quite a cool image. Yeah, you imagine like... And that's what this one was all about, just cool scenes and stuff. Evil lobsters and crabs and fish. I didn't see any of them. No barnacles or crustaceans. Because it's evil. So, barnacles don't like evil things <laughs> very good taste barnacles no barnacles grew on on the death on the remains of the death star just because the, the barnacles like hey, oh, look. oh no, no, no 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 so no no mollusks try that new death star oh no it's a bit evil for me <laughs> <laughs> uh 
or any any like mussels that would grow yeah. on it wouldn't shellfish they, anything like they'd that they'd give you food poisoning give it they? a wide berth yeah so ray decides right okay i'm going to go out onto the death star and find the uh, the the this other sith gps so she goes out onto it meanwhile kylo ren is following somehow the others are doing something with horses <laughs> Right, there's horses and stuff, yeah, and the others are there, and and uh, she goes out onto it. She's jumping around inside like she used to do when she was a, a scavenger, jumping around yeah, yeah, inside yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. And playing she, the video game level, the exactly. seventh video game level, right, the platform, yeah, bit. yeah, and she finds the throne room from Return of the Jedi. That was quite nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I kind of like those bits. Like, oh, I've been here before. I've been in this room before. Yeah, it's all broken and like all kind of sea salty. Mm. Uh, no barnacles though no barnacles or lobsters no unfortunately <laughs> expected some sort of evil crab that would have been good instead of instead of red eyed crab instead of palpatine it should have been a massive black evil <laughs> crab oh god and she's like, vroom, vroom, like fuck vroom. I did not see this coming it, red eyes uh, force lightning oh. and, and mandibles it- mandibles um, this is out of left field. Where did this come just from? Poof, kills it with a lightsaber through its straight through the top of its dome-like <laughs> head. <laughs> level five complete. You know, crab level. Have you got to the crab level yet? <laughs> I was on that for ages. But so she goes in, and a door opens, and she goes in, and there it is. The Sith GPS is just there, and she takes it. Yeah, a door opens, f- fully functioning door. Mm-hmm. Like, the electrics still work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Anyway. I mean, is that force stuff as well? Is that a spooky stuff? It's a force door. <laughs> it just opens just when it's... It's a force-sensitive door. When it senses the presence of someone, it just opens. Like that. And it makes that noise. When it opens. <laughs> Very good. And so she finds the GPS thing. She picks it up and then immediately... Uh, a bit she has like a little wobble doesn't she because she gets a dark vision of like a sexier version of her of herself. oh yeah i quite like that bit so i'm <clears throat> sorry can you explain what happened no not really oh come on she saw a vision of herself as an evil sith yeah basically because she's getting lots of visions and things are not going that great for her she's getting premonitions of herself turning evil and sitting on the um, Sith throne with Kylo Ren. She's got premonitions of being a bad guy, of turning to the dark side. Her anger, she's got anger management issues a little bit when she's fighting. Force lightning just emanating from her fingers um, and, uh, and stuff like that. I think we've missed a bit where they go and rescue Chewie on a, on a spaceship. Right? I, I think we missed that bit. But they go running through some corridors and kill some people. Yeah, that bit was all right. <laughs> Although you're still looking at the stormtroopers thinking they are crap, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they can't shoot. Like just crack, crackling, crackling, rattling around the place and like mm-hmm. clunking at, onto the floor. Very shiny corridors. Very slippery, I would have thought. Yeah, and it looks like they can't see anything. They can, probably can't. Like in the first, uh, you know, first few films, it mm-hmm. really looks like they don't really know where they're going. Yeah, um, and... So, uh, anyway, she has a vision of herself and she fights with herself briefly and then the vision goes away 
and she drops the GPS and Kylo Ren picks it up and then they have a big battle. And I like this bit. They have a big battle and they're, they're fighting and fighting and big waves are crashing. And they're flipping over the waves. It felt a bit Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for a moment when they're flying through the air and stuff. And um, then uh, they fight and fight and fight. And at that point, Princess Leia, back at the Rebel va- base, Princess Leia, General Leia. CGI Leia. Leia looked amazing. Yeah, so the was thing... Was that all CGI? No, so the thing is... Right, they, that's why it looked good. They, they used uh, outtakes, I think from The Force Awakens, clips of uh, Carrie Fisher and dialogue uh, that they hadn't used, and they somehow right. engineered the script so that her lines would make sense. Well, it looked much better than CGI version. Yeah, I mean, they, doing a CGI version of Carrie Fisher would have been bad taste and she she'd said anyway like you know you better not fucking make me a cgi character or something she'd she'd really oh just dig up all my outtakes from the last 10 years yeah, and use them instead no but she, she she had said that she didn't want them to cgi her right. after her death right um so i think they did a pretty good job that was fine i like those bits yeah i honestly was trying to work out if it was cgi or not most of the time yeah i think her body was cgi sometimes but her yeah. face wasn't stuff like that and body doubles and things but anyway so while uh uh kylo and ray are fighting on the remains of the second death star um um princess leia uh senses what's going on and she lies down in bed because she's probably dying. I don't know why. Uh, but she uses the force to connect with uh, her son, Ben, or Kylo. And he's suddenly distracted by it. She reaches out to him. And at this point, Ray, and he's been beating Ray. Like, Ray's getting beaten by him. He keeps using the Is force. That when she sort of kills him. Well, yeah, because he's distracted by his mum, kind of calling him like, "Mum, what is it? I'm in the, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of something." And, and she whoa, does him with his own lightsaber. And he, she stabs him with his own lightsaber, impales him with it. Yeah, bit, bit. and then that changes everything because, like, uh, when he dies, uh, Leia dies at that point, and it's sort of. Uh, he kind of comes back to the good side, like when she, she uses all her remaining life force to connect with him and sort of reach out to him and bring him back to the light. And so Ray then has a change of heart and she, she um, repairs his wound. But it would be good if, I mean, if they're going to say that's part of it, she'd have to lose something of herself significant to do that. What, to, to, Not to, just to be a bit tired for 10 minutes. Mm. Like if her hair went grey and she'd obviously given up something. Well, that happens at the that. end of the film a bit, doesn't it? Like, uh, but she doesn't, he's not dead. He's dying. No, he's not dead, but it's quite a, yeah. it's a fatal wound, I'd say. Yeah. He's going to die. You're right. It should have, should have aged her or something. I mean, if they're going to do that, make it count or make it feel like it's actually something that's real rather than... It should have weakened Ray to save Kylo. Would have given me a bit more authenticity. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because that's a... Uh, well, Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's shiny bollocks as we've already established. So anyway, Ray goes, she leaves with her mates, I suppose, to try and find the Emperor then. And Kylo is left... On uh, standing on the remains of the the, the Death Star uh, with the waves crashing, and uh, he's lost his mother, and he's he's kind of suddenly everything's changed for him, and then he gets uh, a vision of his dad. So Han Solo uh, comes to him, 
uh, as a dream. I'm sure we've missed out loads of stuff in the middle. It doesn't matter. I think I think it's okay. Trying to get through the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember I said I'll try and get through the plot. All right. And uh, he he says basically, "Hey, son, blah blah blah. Hey, uh, you're good again." You know, they they have. It's like the meeting they had on the bridge in episode seven when he killed him. But instead of it going wrong, it goes right. And Kylo throws away his lightsaber and he's cured. He's he's good again. And he goes and follows Rey in order to probably um, help her fight the Emperor. Meanwhile, the rebels have discovered, you know, Rey has discovered where the Emperor's uh, planet is and she's given the details to the uh, rest of the rebellion and they're preparing to attack the fleet of uh, star destroyers and that is basically like star wars episode four star wars episode six a you know band of plucky rebels are gonna fight against a huge army and take out a big gun it's like if we can just destroy this antenna then we can bring them all down and it's really flimsy I don't care about the space battle. We really. haven't mentioned Richard E. Grant as well. Yeah, Richard E. Grant, uh, who played Withnail in, in Withnail and I, is in it as um, a like chief bad guy number one. He's brilliant in Withnail and I. He's brilliant in How to Get Head in Advertising, mm-hmm. which I recommend everyone watches. Um, in this, I feel like they didn't get enough Richard E. Grantiness out of him, or maybe they they didn't want to. He, he needs to be a bit more hysterical. Yeah, or a little bit more highly twitchy, on edge. He's very controlled in. It was in the just film. controlled, standard, evil. boring evil. Yeah, I wanted to see a bit more eccentricity coming out. Somehow. Yeah, and Didn't maybe pretending to keep it together, but secretly not, mm-hmm. or you know, maintaining a. He's called General Pride. Yeah, so you'd think he'd have some sort of arc. Pride comes before a fall. Mm-hmm. You know, I really expected it to be, to be honest, I expected it to have a, a tiny little reference to Withnail and I in there for the geeks out there. Like, well, the finest Even lines. if it's just a little look or just a little, you know, just a tiny little reference to Withnail and it like, didn't have anything anywhere near that. We want the finest Star Destroyers <laughs> available to humanity. We want them here and we want them now. Something like that. Um, uh so Ray goes to the Emperor and the Emperor reveals his plan to her, which is, okay, you're going to kill me in revenge because you hate me. Because I ca-. So the story is that she is actually his granddaughter. Yeah. What was your response to finding out that uh, when Kylo said to her, you know, you're, you're his granddaughter? I think I laughed. Really? I, in, when I saw it the first time, there was a guy behind me who went, Really? <laughs> in the cinema <laughs> I saw it in France and there was a guy who said that in English really like that I quite I, I don't mind that I don't mind no, I don't mind it know, I'm past caring to be I honest. don't care yeah I don't really care um, uh, and uh, so he, so what happened what was, other bit did hold I on, hold on a because in the cinema I laughed out loud at one point there's a few things that made me laugh out loud but for the uh, ridiculous things not laughing at I was laughing with the film. I mean, like there were some moments of comedy that made me laugh a bit, like a couple of things that C-3PO said and some other stuff that I did laugh at. So I did enjoy it. I yeah, did I enjoyed definitely enjoy it. it. But, but there was a couple of bits I laughed at it as well. Yeah. Yeah, true. I can't remember what they were. So she is his, his granddaughter, right? And what <laughs> happened was... Oh, God. So uh, uh, Palpatine's... 
son or daughter, I think son, uh, got together with someone else uh, and, and had a child, Ray. And they, for some reason, were just nice, normal people. I mean, would you be normal if, you, if Emperor Palpatine was just dad? No. But anyway, they were normal people. And they decided to put Rey on this planet, Jakku, where we see her in the first film, in order to protect her from the Emperor. Because the Emperor wanted to get her, because apparently she was Force-sensitive. Why her parent wasn't Force-sensitive, we don't know. But anyway, there it was. So they put her on, a, on another planet to protect her. As if he can't just sense her in the Force. Because he's, he's powerful enough to you know, uh, make Star Destroyers in the, out the ground um, and do all the other things he does, but he can't just sense where his granddaughter is. Yeah, sure. Um, he can make, like, clone Snokes and use them as puppets and stuff, but he can't, uh, you know. Um, and anyway, so she's got extra special force abilities because she's his granddaughter. And so he says, look, you know, you hate me, so you've got to kill me. And when you do that, we use all your anger to take revenge and kill me. My force essence will pass into you. Now, why did he tell her that? Why did he just not say, oh, I'm a weak man. And, uh, you know, why didn't he just make it easy for her to kill him? Why did he explain his plan to her? He should have just let her kill him. He could have started a sort of half-assed attack. And then stop. Uh, I'm going to get you. Yeah. Well, ha ha. Uh-huh. You shouldn't have done that. Now. <laughs> ah, you now, become me. Now you become me. He shouldn't have told her. Because it's it so easy. He's supposed to be like this diabolical leader of the evil world. So it's very Saturday morning cartoony kind of uh, basically characters explaining the plot to each other. A lot of plot explaining. We've got to go here to do this. And like, why? Oh, but didn't we do that last time? Yeah, but we're doing it again. Yeah, exactly. And the Emperor's like, ah, I, I, I will transfer my force essence to you when you kill me. And she's like, uh, well, I'm not going to kill you then. You shouldn't have told me that. No, I will never kill you. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. Why did I tell you? Just forget that I, I said I mean, that. ten minutes ago, she was gung-ho to get him. Yeah. Yeah, but... And, um, and oh, God. Kylo comes to save her. He ends up meeting up with the, the Knights of Ren, who were completely useless and didn't do anything except walk through corridors the entire film. And then he, they, they um, fight against him, and he kills them all, but it's tough. They beat him up a bit. He goes uh, to save Rey, um, and, um, uh, and then... The Emperor's like, well, wait a minute. The two of you together are fucking awesome. And so I'm just going to suck the force power from the two of you. Like, why can't he just suck the force power from one of them? I don't know. It's, but when they're together, he can suck the force power away from them. And when he does that, he, he, he is healed and he's back to his old it's self. It's getting a bit confusing. Like, there used to be there was just one lot of evil guys. Yeah. And now there's like two lots of evil guys who like, are in competition with each other. And so when the two of them are together, he decides he's going to suck all their force power away. And uh, apparently he succeeds, right? Because uh, they both fall to the ground and he's like back to his old self again. His eyes are glowing and he's, his robes are all nicely uh, embroidered and, and he's all back yeah. to himself again. And Kylo starts to wake up and the Emperor's like, hey, you, I'm going to throw you down a hole because that's what your dad, your granddad, uncle? No, granddad did to me. So you're going to fall like I fell once. So he chucks him down a hole and then Ray wakes up and she, now that's it. She then says to all the Jedi, be with me or come to me or, you know, come on Jedi. Now I need you. And then suddenly you hear the voices of like Liam Neeson and Samuel L. Jackson. 
at this point, James is thinking. I missed what? Um, Samuel L. Jackson. He's in Star Wars. Yes, Ob- Obi Wan Kenobi. Though I kind of wished that there was a bit more of Obi Wan in. Yeah, me too. Films. You like Obi Wan? I do like Obi Wan. Stretch out with your feelings, like Luke Skywalker did. You know that's what Alec Guinness. Alec Alec Guinness adds a certain gravitas to every role. Yes, that's right. But no, it's and he's also very good in all those Ealing comedies. Yeah, but it's you and it's you and McGregor now, James. But I want to hear old Obi Wan. Yeah, I want to hear this one that talks a bit like that and rewrote the script of the original Star Wars because he found his lines to be quite shit. Obi Wan Kenobi. Now, um, (laughs) what was his name? George. Been reading through this script. Fantastic stuff, but uh, it's a bit shit. What if I rewrite it? Some of the lines. You shouldn't have him saying that. He sounds like an imbecile. (laughs) Nobody talks like that, George. Okay, uh, sure, sure thing. Uh, sure thing. Great to have you on board. <laughs> sure thing, Alec. You, you just go right ahead, Alec. Go right ahead, Alec. Uh, you, Alec you're, I, you're the authority in this uh, in this room here, George. So. Uh, George, I I need some direction for my character in this scene. Could you tell me something? Sure. Uh, he's old. <laughs> um, so. Ray then, like, she's been waiting for ages for the Jedi to come and help her. And they're like, at the last minute, they do. And then you get Samuel L. Jackson and Liam Neeson and uh, other, and Luke Skywalker and, you know, uh, Anakin Skywalker as well, you hear, kind of sort of saying, hey, we're with you now. Hey, come on, you can do it. Go, go for it. Go on. So does that mean there is an afterlife then in Star Wars world? Yeah. Well, there is all frolicking around. They're all in a really good mood. They're all like, hey, we're in the afterlife now. Everything's fine. Like Han Solo's like, hey, son, you know, it's all right. Everything's just fine. I haven't bothered to shave or cut my hair (laughs) because I'm... uh, Everything's just swell. Because they'd be like, just get your ass to the afterlife. It's fucking great. Just die. It's fine. It's better. (laughs) It's better when you're dead. Everything, we're all glowing in blue here, Luke. Look, it's blue, glowy land. (laughs) Everything's glowing blue, including beer. We've got blue, glowing beer. drink all the blue milk you like, Luke. (laughs) Um... But anyway, she musters up the strength and power of all the previous Jedis, and then she's like, I am going to fuck you up, man. She doesn't say that. And he fires lightning at her, and she deflects it with her lightsaber. And Two lightsabers. And then, yeah, and then she, 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 she manages to, to get the, second, the other lightsaber. I was hoping to see a green lightsaber. We, we, we actually we did see a green lightsaber, but the, the reason she's got two is because we forgot that uh, Ray, Ray goes to Acto, and she's, gonna, she's basically going to live like Luke Skywalker did, <laughs> because she's like, oh, I'm a bad, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to become a, a, a bad guy, so I better go to Acto and just like, be a hermit like Luke Skywalker. And she burns... Uh, uh, the spaceship that she used and she's going to throw her lightsaber in into the fire and Luke Skywalker's force ghost catches it and says uh, she says he says basically um, uh, you shouldn't throw away a lightsaber which is funny because that's exactly what he did and that's what all the fans hated when he threw the yeah. lightsaber away it's like no you should treat this with respect you know oh, funny which is weird because considering Ben throw, threw a lightsaber into the sea only a few minutes before that and it was an act of redemption but anyway you shouldn't throw your lightsaber away he goes and then he says hey you know all that stuff i did I, there's loads of stuff i didn't tell you in the previous film uh but you know i knew about palpatine didn't tell you about that <laughs> anyway it's a bit awkward i'm dead now so uh just go ahead and be good all right nice one there here, here look there's my x-wing you can use that fan service where 
and off she went. And so anyway, she had two lightsabers because we see in that part of the film... I think the X-Wing should have been even more shredded than it was. Sorry, I might get interrupted. No, no, it's all right. It doesn't should matter. Should have been even more, like, moldy. Should have been covered in moss mm-hmm. and slime and moss, seaweed. Icely moss, icely. <laughs> moss, icely. Named after the uh, force-sensitive... substance. <laughs> the force-sensitive moss which grows in the area. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, she, Ray had two lightsabers because it turned out that in the past, Luke was training Leia to be a Jedi secretly, and she had a lightsaber, and Luke then gives Leia's lightsaber to, Le- to, to Ray as well, and he says to her, take both lightsabers with you to Exegon, or whatever, Exegol, uh, because know. it might be useful for the plot. Yeah, you never know when you might need another one. Yeah. You've got one, and then if that one doesn't work, you've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you, again, you would have thought other Jedi in the past would, would have thought, you know these lightsabers, you know how Use great two. they are? Have you thought about having two? It's better. It's like twice as good as having one. Maths. So anyway, she manages to get, she's, she's deflecting the Emperor's lightning. She manages to get the other lightsaber, Leia's one, and uses two... And the Emperor's like, what, two? Ah!" And also, hadn't the Emperor just said, as you pointed out earlier, kill me and I will become powerful through you or whatever. Yeah, I'll transfer. So then, but she kind of does kill him, but by using his own lightning against him, so that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't know why his force essence doesn't transfer into her when she kills him with two lightsabers and reflecting. I don't know why. Yeah, it and doesn't make sense. And skin like flakes off. Yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a, a an Indiana Jones death. It is isn't totally it? like Nazis in uh, when they look at the Ark. Yeah, at the end of Indiana Jones, and they all kind of melt and blow up. So brilliant em- seeing that. Yeah. So he, the Emperor, is destroyed by Ray using the two lightsabers to to deflect his lightning against him bit anticlimactic i thought he was like he's like i've died before i'm fine death doesn't bother me oh except that kind of death <laughs> yeah you know who's to say he's not like rebuilding right now yeah well i think that or cloning himself again or something it's, you know they probably left it open so that they could bring him back if they want to if the de- you know if the uh the the uh, fanboys request it yeah then we rewind the market research uh, market research uh, james shows that uh, the audiences of the uh the rise of skywalker really liked the uh, emperor palpatine we got some great uh, gr- graph readings um, great heart rate sensors uh, f- readings from the uh, moments of El- Emperor Palpatine. So we're thinking of bringing him back into the franchise. Um, anyway, uh, at this point, Kylo Ren crawls back from the big fall. He's got a broken leg and stuff. Because, <coughs> what was that, listeners? Was that a an aeroplane crashing into the house? No, it was James sneezing. You're standing up. He's trying to get a tissue. Okay. So keep trying to explain it, Luke. God, I hope this is all right, listeners. Keep going, Indulge yeah. me. So Ray defeats the Emperor with the two lightsabers, but it kills her. She lies, she's poof, on the floor dead when the Emperor's being killed. She's dead on the floor, right? Well, yes, yeah, she, no, she is. She's dead. She's lying there. She's not breathing. And Kylo Ren comes back. He's got a broken leg. He crawls towards her and he holds her in his arms. And he uses his force power, his life force. He transfers it to her. Again, no one's ever done that before, but there it is. He transfers his life force to her and she comes back to life and they look at each other 
And I found that, I couldn't help but find that touching. Some people probably were like, but I, I didn't mind. I quite liked the moment where they looked in each other's eyes. And then he smiled for the first time in three films. Yeah. A nice little smile. And they had a little kiss. Did and, they? Yeah. You don't remember the kiss? I remember that bit. They had a little kiss. No tongues. It is a 12A certificate. So not gratuitous, but they had a kiss. And uh, and then he, he, he then, because he'd used his life force to bring her back, he then dies and becomes one with the force. He disappears like a Jedi would. And uh, so, wow, that's it. Ben... Ben and Leia also becomes one with the Force. Her body disappears in bed at that time. So mm. Leia and her son both kind of join with the Force together, which was quite sweet, I thought. And that's basically the end of the film. Of course, the good guys in space defeat the um, the bad spaceships in the old-fashioned way. And everything's fine. And then we see, like, you know... Oh, and they, they ride out on horseback. They land infantry oh. <laughs> landers on the wing of a bloody star destroyer in, order in to, space in order to destroy one little uh, um, antenna one little Wi-Fi dongle which yeah. is broadcasting certain information to all of the other ships like again did you not learn from the other films don't make one little like bit of technology yeah. like don't just have a USB stick plugged in and if that gets destroyed, the whole, your whole system is, is fucked. Like, back it up into the cloud or something. Save your PowerPoint presentation onto the computer that you're using. Don't just have a little USB stick sticking it out of the computer. So and that's the end of the film. Now we you got can- through the plot in just under the time of the actual film itself. I'm... <laughs> I'm still okay. I, let's go through some stuff, James. I still feel the same as I did before we did this. I still feel bad because I just don't know. Well, don't worry. It's not up to you to explain the plot. I mean, Mark Comeau doesn't really explain the plot, does he? But yeah, I know. He just tells you what he thinks about it. I know, but we're not Mark Comeau. I don't know. Ray Skywalker. It says at the end as well. Yeah, there's a scene my name, at the end. My name's Ray. Ray Skywalker. Like, is it? Have you put that made that official? Have but, you, been to, you know, have you changed your name by deed poll? You can't mm. just go around calling yourself Skywalker, mate. Well, I think Luke and Leia are okay with it. They're, they're, they're cool with it. They're force ghosts. Are like, yeah, that's fine, no problem. Seen <laughs> <laughs> one of the other notes we've got here is Luke Skywalker a virgin? Right. <laughs> so we, we got into that because if. She's if Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter, that means Palpatine has shagged a few well, times. First of all, right? So and I couldn't imagine that, but Luke said, "No, he used to be young once. He wait was a quite dashing. Wait in his day. Wait. So is Luke Skywalker a virgin? The reason that we wrote that down is because there was lots of speculation about whether Ray was Luke's daughter or something. Okay. Yeah, and, and she's not. not. So is Luke Skywalker a virgin? And based on just the films that we've seen, because there are books and other bits of canon that we don't know about, then Definitely. then he is, yeah. Um, but Jedi, Unless, you know, he got his end away after A New Hope, and we didn't find out about it. <laughs> you would think he would, the homecoming hero. I think we need a Star Wars story. <laughs> Skywalker's end. Skywalker, yeah. The okay. end of Skywalker, and we mean the end of Skywalker. Very funny. Um, 
Yeah, so, yeah. No, we don't know. We, we need um, an answer to that question. But, James, I think the Jedi are all virgins because they all have to take a vow of celibacy. No, they don't. I think they do. Since when? Since, since Star Wars. It's not mentioned in the films. I think it is a little bit. No, it isn't. Well, it is because Anakin, <laughs> Anakin, remember, in episode two, he's with Natalie Portman and it's all very, very dodgy because he's in love with her and... He's his Jedi. Oh yeah, you can't have sex. Because, you can't have uh, sex. You, you might get carried away with the Force. And what what would happen? <laughs> what happens when a Force sensitive Jedi has an <laughs> orgasm? Force lightning and stuff. I don't know what would happen, but it, maybe it could be dangerous. I don't know. <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah, we don't know what happens. No, but they can't because surely some Jedi has had children. Think through the lineage. You know this better than I do. Um. <laughs> Well, let's see. Uh, well, the only person we know is like right. Vader. Is Leia a Jedi? Yes. Well, we don't know. But we, all we know is that she got some training, but I don't know if she's an actual official Jedi. But remember, Luke kind of um, rejected the Jedi ways, didn't he? So maybe he trained her in the Force without her becoming a Jedi. He just sort of like did a bit freelance. of freelance non official jedi training books yeah so (laughs) leia had ben but she wasn't officially a jedi all right well i think luke skywalker is a virgin i think he is but whereas emperor palpatine certainly is not (laughs) he had a child at least one child that means so he had sex with someone but who could who would consent to have sex with um palpatine well he was rich and very very you know um powerful Mm. Still is. That does have a certain af- uh, a certain effect on some women, doesn't it? Some women do get attracted by power and and wealth. It has to be said. I mean, and some men as well. I'm sure. Um, so you know who? Yeah, who consented to have sex with Palpatine and and when? Um, is you know. But as as we said before uh, in our conversation after the film. I just thought, well, if Jerry Hall married Rupert Murdoch, then I suppose that Senator Palpatine could also have got laid. <laughs> but I think that's a fair point. But that listeners would have to know who both Jerry Hall and uh, and Rupert Murdoch are. But uh, I'll let them Google it. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Palpatine in his younger days um, didn't look as haggard and. Um, he wasn't quite so obviously evil. No, he looked like a normal guy, a normal evilish politician, but, but not over the line. I'm evil. just thinking when. So his parents, so Ray's parents probably were about thirty. Uh, let's say twenty-five when they had Ray. So twenty-five years before Ray. Ray is what about twenty in the twenty-five in this film? So fifty years previous, we're talking fifty years. That is just before. No, I think he was all. He was all ugly and monsterish at that time. Really? You've done the... Cause I, I just, just... Quickly in my head, I think I've worked out that Palpatine must have conceived... <laughs> You're getting... Listeners. <laughs> that was not... So a, that was not a monster from Star Wars. You're hearing James sniffing and sneezing. Well, you can edit and coughing. that. You can edit I that. I can't. Out. I can't edit you uh, blowing your nose in the middle of my sentence. I can't edit that out. 
I'll just have to apologize for it and explain it. You're getting actual realistic sound effects in this episode, listeners. James has hay fever. He always has allergies when he comes up here to my parents' place because here they have, have actual air with oxygen in it. And James, having lived in London for many years, isn't used to these conditions and his, his body just reacts badly to it. So, yeah, I don't know how we explain the fact that... There we go again. In some cultures, that is considered to be very, very rude. Did you know that? I like think in this culture, it is as well. Not just in this culture, it's considered to be a little bit impolite. But in some cultures, it's like a, de- a death on your, you know, a pox on your family. Well, I'm sorry. You're okay. I'm really sorry. Please edit it out. I can't because you you did it in mid sentence. Um. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, is Luke Skywalker a virgin? Yes. Is Palpatine a virgin? No. no. And we don't know how that happened. Uh, more and more droids in this film. Just constantly new droids being... Another new droid. That little duck thing. Those lunchboxes aren't going to sell themselves. <laughs> that's right. And so... He, what do they call him? Conehead. I don't know. I think that's a bit offensive to droids, to cone-headed people. Maybe. But that was and like another droid. You got, R- you got C-3PO, you got R2, you got... BB-8. Eight ball, eight BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> eight eight and, uh, and this new one, can you remember what he was called? Don't know. Duck. Duck guy. Duck. Even duck. smaller one again. And after that, they're going to have a smaller one and a smaller one. They're going to keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And we're going to have baby R2-D2 next. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things blow up very easily uh, in this film. Things blow up very, very easily, even in space. Like just, things just touch other things and they and explode. Just, they crumple and explode so easily. Everything's made of very explosive material. Uh, get more droids. Droids are a big security flaw. Mm-hmm. They can hack into anything. Where's the cyber security? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I was going to... Uh, also, an, another fat guy dies. Yeah, when that guy turned up, I was like, okay. Wait. The original wait. Star Wars. Explain. There's explain. a guy called Porkins. Yeah. Who a, dies first in the, a, in the final attack on the Death Star? And he's a fat bloke. Okay, he's a pilot. He's a pilot of a of an X-wing fighter. And then in one of the later ones, another fat guy turns up. He also dies very quickly. He's also a pilot who also yes. dies. And then in this one, a fat guy turned up, pilot. And I was thinking, I hope they make it so that he doesn't die really quickly, mm-hmm. just so it's not a funny ha ha ha. We made oh, look, the fat guy, fat guy, guy died. Go. Yeah. And um, I was thinking it'd be really cool if they do that. If they have the fat guy survive. They have it survive and they kind of break the, the routine. Mm-hmm. And did they? No. Did they? Fuck. Fat guy dies and they show it in quite detail of his ship flying yeah. off the surface of another ship. But that guy wasn't just a fat guy. He was also... I mean, I think that was a little Easter egg, a nod to the J.J. Abrams fans, because that guy, I think, was in Lost, and I think he's like a close personal friend of J.J. Uh, Abrams. Well, that makes it even worse Yeah, in my book. I don't want any nod, nudge, nudge, wink, wink stuff in my Star Wars film. Thank you very much. But he, he's a character that's been in some of the other films before, so he's not just a little bit part fat guy in a in a part in a cockpit who blows up. He's a character who's been established already. Okay. Uh, so that was like sad. It was supposed to be sad, that moment. Just annoying. I was just going to say, less is more in Star Wars, right? Less is more. Yeah, the less plot there is, the better. Yeah. I think. Like in the early ones, they've just got to get to somewhere to save someone. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to get on the Death Star and save Thingy. And the less they tell you, the better. Like, for example, in episode four, the original film, um, Luke Skywalker knows about the Force. It's very, very vague. It's, not yeah. much, it's basically, it's just a force it's that a binds... It's more mysterious. It binds the, the galaxy together. It's within, and within you and without you, blah, blah, blah. It's very mysterious. And there's not really much to be said about it. And as, but as we learn more and more and more, the less good it gets. So it's the case of diminishing returns. The yeah. more they do, the less... Interesting it, it is. Yeah. And with this film, what they had to do was try and just fucking finish, the tie up all the loose ends in the plots, just, just finish the story in a vaguely satisfying way without getting trapped by having to explain in any level of detail what the fuck was actually going on. <laughs> and so that's why there are all these unanswered questions. I think they did actually a very good job of m- m- managing to avoid the, all the tricky little questions during the film so that while you're watching it, you're like, wow, wow, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa that's funny, that was exciting. Yeah. And ah, what's going to happen? And then at the end, you're like, wait a minute, what? Um, <laughs> but I can't imagine how they could have done it any other way in this particular film in, in, in the way that it had to uh, end the, the whole, um, the whole uh, storyline yes okay yeah. it was good though I enjoyed it I mean at the time I was completely engaged mm-hmm. um, and entertained I, felt I was happy to be in Star Wars world for a bit again mm-hmm. but then going through it now it it is all a bit stupid. <laughs> of course, yeah, it's Star Wars. You can't expect it not to be stupid. I mean, for God's sake. Like, Jesus. You know, um, of course, there are many YouTube videos by angry uh, well, Explaining YouTubers. all the problems with it. Yeah, explaining how it's ruined everything and it's like the worst thing ever and how, the, you know, it's... You know, people are just... What about the Ewoks? People are so... The Ewoks were rubbish. But don't you think people... Jar Jar Binks made the Ewoks look like fucking Shaft. We've done that one before, haven't we? Don't you think that people um, take it all a bit too seriously? Yeah. And they get a bit hysterical in the YouTube reviews about... I don't watch them. I I don't like to watch them either, but they appear in my recommended videos all the time. And it's just like, you know, why why the Rise of Skywalker sucks? And it's... I don't know. There's a lot of hatred out there. There is. It's a pity, isn't it, really? Bummer. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, too, even though it didn't make any sense. And it was totally stupid. But it's freaking Star Wars. What do you, do you remember expect? Remember at the start, the, there's a girl kind of came out and said, okay, we're going to start the film now. Yeah. If you could all make sure your phones are away and on silent, and I will be checking in later to make sure no one's using their phone. Thank you. Enjoy the film. And someone went... Rrr. No, someone at the back of the room did an absolutely perfect Chewbacca. <laughs> kind of one of those. And everyone in, the cin- everyone in the cinema laughed. Everyone pissed themselves. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, listeners. Well, thank you so much. Well, well, are we going to talk about where they can go next with it? Well, we talked about that earlier, didn't we? I think that... Um, I think in terms of like uh, the Skywalker family story. We want to see the Obi-Wan Kenobi story. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. In terms of the Skywalker family story and all that stuff, I think officially it's finished now and that's it. Uh, But there might be other feature films. And also, is the Empire gone? Is it just going to be like side missions now, like spice smuggling missions? God knows. 
But what they might do is go back to previous times. Oh, not another bloody prequel. Not prequels, because this storyline is now done. But they might go to the past, to other eras, and have tell different yeah, but stories. They're origin stories. They're not they? origin okay, stories. Don't get angry, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> H. Like, Christ. I, I'm trying to just get my point across. They're not origin stories. So they'll they'll do other films set in. Uh, previous times, but they are separate from the Skywalker storyline. So that storyline is done, I think. Um, But who knows? There's always a chance they'll bring it all back. Uh, But no, I think there's going to be other shit, like other little films and uh, TV series. So apparently there is going to be a Kenobi TV series. We've talked about this several times before. And you think it should be a Western? I, well, well, see, the thing is that The Mandalorian, which I haven't seen because it's on Disney+, Plus, and Disney+, Plus doesn't come out in France until March or something. Would you get it just for that? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you should mention Disney+, Plus again. They might send you a free sub. So I might get... I might... <sighs> what? what? We're talking about The Mandalorian, where they're going to go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, just a second. Franchise. Just a second. So The Mandalorian is that. It's a Western. Really? In the Star Wars universe. Cool. And it's got Werner Herzog in it. But it's not the Obi-Wan story. No. Okay. As far, the, I don't know. Maybe they'll bring Obi-Wan into that. Who knows? But um, uh, it looks good. And all the reports out there are that it's ace. And people keep writing to me and saying, hey, why don't you talk about the Mandalorian? I'm like, I, haven't, I haven't fucking seen it. If, um, you know, people keep requesting episodes about Mandalorian. So people are probably listening to this. Baby Yoda. Yeah, there will be people listening to this going, please don't talk about The Rise of Skywalker. It's shit. Talk about The Mandalorian instead. That's what they're thinking. And I haven't seen it, folks, okay? I haven't seen it yet, but I would love to see it, and I'm sure it's excellent. And no doubt I'll feel compelled to go on about it. Can you get it on video? Video? (laughs) What is video? I'm only joking. Um... I mean, I would, like, get it from dodgy torrenting websites and stuff. Don't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't we do don't that. endorse that. I don't... I just... Uh, no. So, um... Piracy funds terrorism. Is that right? And it uh, destroys the film industry. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, I'd love to watch The Mandalorian, and I'm sure I'll talk about it when I have seen it, blah, blah, blah. But Kenobi thing, yeah, they should make yeah. it smaller. They need to make... it. My point is, any future Star Wars stuff, it needs to be smaller scale stuff so your kenobi story it's called my kenobi story is the working title yeah. is um uh some kind of local trouble nice which is a callback to when obi-wan says to han solo you know we need your help to get off this uh this spaceship this sounds system. like it could be a kind what of, is it some kind of local trouble sounds right. like it could be a kind of colombo episode or something yeah exactly well, i can see that title coming up some at the kind start, of local the 70s styley that won't be the title because they don't do that in star wars some kind of is not something that would go into a star wars title but that's the working title some kind of local trouble okay. it's going to be called kenobi or obi-wan or something okay. like that and it should be a much smaller scale thing. And I've talked to you about this before. We, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, you do. Um, it's basically Obi-Wan Kenobi is on Tatooine. He's trying to keep a low profile. He's keeping an eye on Luke Skywalker. But he can't help getting into local trouble with the local... Ma- <laughs> he just can't stop getting into scrapes for the local boys. <laughs> He's trying to keep a low profile. But the mafia on Tatooine and Mos Eisley are quite... You know, they control everything. Yeah. And he can't, you know, they, they, they come to visit him because they want him to pay tax or, you know, they come to visit him because they, they, they're, they're like, you know, hey, uh, you know, we need you, to, need you to do us a favor. And they kind of sort of 
get you know the way the mafia kind of yeah. get you involved when you don't want to be and they threaten you and stuff and so he ends up doing a job for them and he doesn't want to do it and then in the middle of the job he ends up his lightsaber comes out and he ends up killing one of the mafia guys in order to save someone and he's like fuck I didn't want to do this you know it's like this is not what I wanted I need to just keep keep my head down and watch Luke Skywalker and um and then the mafia boss played by I don't know Christopher Walken <laughs> comes by and he's like I heard you you know you, you took out one of my guys you took out one of my guys you know and uh, you know he's kind of you can imagine Christopher Walken walking around inside Obi-Wan's uh, hut yeah and like you know you're a simple guy I get it but I heard some things you gotta you know I, I heard some you got a lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't say normally. No, he'd say you've been. I heard my guys are telling me you're using a laser sword. <laughs> What's a guy like you doing with a laser sword? Is what I'm thinking. And then it's like very tense. And then basically Obi Wan gets involved in some kind of local trouble. But it's a very small story. I like it. I think I want to see this film. Yeah. Uh, fan, fan fiction. That's what they should do. They should make it smaller, not bigger. Because these Skywalker films have been big. It's like the fate of the entire universe is at stake. No, yeah. make it small. The fate of of your dog is at stake. You know, like John Wick? Yeah. It's like, it's all about getting revenge because his dog got killed. That should be like that. It should be like, you know, uh, I just, the, all the dude ever wanted was his rug back. Like the Big Lebowski, yeah. It should just be motivated real. by just one simple, si- simple little thing, a very simple little local story, only involving a few little characters, and not a big story tied in with the whole Skywalker narrative. It should just be little stories. I think I don't know what the Mandalorian is like, but I gather that it's um, that it's a sort of a western, basically, and that's good, isn't it? I rate, I rate I rate that. I rate that too. As a concept. Yeah. Um so that's it. We've got to stop. Listeners, thank you for making it all the way this this far. I hope you're doing okay. And that you haven't become a skeleton. I think you should call this. this episode a jar of snokes. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what I'm gonna call this episode. <coughs> Bless you. Oh god. I tell you what. If the Empire could harness the power of your sneezes, they could build a battle station, the likes of which had never been seen before. I was thinking about, actually, someone recommended acupuncture for allergies. Okay. Which I totally don't believe in. You know, 100%. Acupuncture exists. You know what I'm trying to say. How can that help an allergy? But I might try it, because it's quite bad, this allergy thing. Would you let me do it? (laughs) I'll stick some needles in your in your Where shall I stick the needles in your nose? God knows. Just google it first. Listeners, if any of you know about acupuncture for allergies, write your comments in the comment section. Don't forget to smash that like button. Oh dear. And um thank you for listening all the way through to the end. James, do you have anything else to say to the people of the world before we finish? Um no. Okay then. May the force be with you, everyone. I don't, you know, May the force be with you. You know, always. If the if the force, right? Yeah. 
surrounds us and binds us, if the force is everywhere, all the time, always with us, if, in fact, if, if it's true when they say that, remember, the force will be with you always, right? If the force will be with you always, why do they have to say, may the force be with you? It's like, you didn't need to say that. It, it is with me always. So he's like, may the force be with you. Yeah, that's fine. It will be. It's always with me. It's everywhere all the time. Just a question. The force is strong in my family. My father has it. My, my sister, sister has, has it. it. You yeah. have that power too. <laughs> no, we were saying that the other day when he's doing that, heavily implying, my father has it. My sister has it. Yeah. <laughs> you mean when Luke Skywalker is talking yeah. to Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi, she doesn't know that she's his brother and he's heavily hinting to her. It's like Leia, and she's like, Luke, what is it? What is it? And oh, it's a really big thing. It's like, what is it? Uh, okay, look, look. Now, right. You know, the force is very strong in my family. She's like, uh-huh. My father has it. It's like, yeah, Vader, right? Like, yeah, exactly. My father has it. I have it. Yeah, of course you do. You're a Jedi. It's like, my sister has it too. Uh, 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 wink, 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 pointing at her. <laughs> and she's like, uh, what do you, I don't follow. What are you trying to say? Okay, let's start this again. The force is very strong in my family. Okay. My father has it. Right. Darth Vader. We've, we know. We've established. I have it. Right. You're a Jedi. Yeah, of course. My sister has it too. No, don't see any other women in the in the room. Are there any other women on this planet? <laughs> Do you think that? And she's like, "Oh, oh, you've got a sister." <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. "I give up." You're my sister. She's like bollocks. And then after a two, couple of weeks, she's like, "All right, maybe I am your sister." And he's like, "Too late now. I've already killed Darth Vader, and blah blah blah. Catch up." Anyway, time to end the episode. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you. May the f- yeah, may the force be w- with you. The force will be with you always. 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 Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So there you go. Congratulations for listening all the way to the end of this. If you like this sort of thing, like reviewing movies with some fun along the way, then you might like to check my review of Avengers Endgame, which you can find in the LEP app in the app-only episodes category. Also, in the app-only episodes category in the app, you will find a full DVD commentary from James and me uh, for Star Wars Episode 4. So if you'd like to sit down and watch Star Wars Episode 4 and stick on the audio commentary and listen to James and me rambling on and doing more of the same kind of stuff you got in this episode, then check it out. It's in the Luke's English Podcast app in the app-only episodes category. Apologies again for James's sneezing and blowing of his nose. Um, I say that just because I know that that is a sensitive issue in some cultures. But I think that we can let him off because he has such bad allergies. I should say thanks again to James for taking part in this episode. I should do that. I should say that. And I might. In fact, I will. Thanks again to James for this episode, to Dad for letting us use his office, for the local Sainsbury's for providing us with some local beer, and uh, and also for uh, our mum for providing us with food uh, and other stuff like that. But that's almost it for this episode. I wonder if you can hear my washing machine in the background. Always getting involved in the podcast, The Washing Machine. It always has been. 
different washing machines in different flats, but it always manages to get in there. There you go, a little cameo appearance from my washing machine. But that's almost it for this episode. Next up on the podcast, we have a few more episodes featuring members of my family. I'll be speaking to James again, then my dad, and then my mum. They're all getting their own episodes. And the theme of this little series is going to be quintessentially British things. And I asked everyone to think of a few things that they thought were typically British or that they liked about the UK. So prepare for some chat about things like pop culture, literature, theatre, TV shows, British landscapes, places and history. They're good episodes and I expect that you'll enjoy them very much. But for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.